Hello again and welcome to the latest episode of the Valencia Property Podcast and today it's uh, Season 2, Episode 16. Whoever thought we'd get this far with a podcast? But it's one of the reasons that we continue is because we keep making sales that people say they originally came through the podcast. Anyway, as you might be able to tell because of the sound, I'm not in prison still. More on that later. And we've had a rather successful month. In the podcast today, we'll take you through the blogs we've written, what we've been doing in the last month, a huge change that you may have noticed as the website changed and you may not have done, and what's happening in the market as normal. We look at what our clients have bought so far this year and where they are from. And we also have a section looking at the current state of the rental market after the news that in the last year, rental prices in Valencia have risen by 26%, which is mind-blowing and also worrying. So the blogs. As usual, we've kept to our weekly blog schedule, producing a variety of blogs with more information about what's going on in the market and Valencia in general. We started the month talking about the necessity for Stepping Stone Rentals to get more properties. As a startup, Stepping Stone Rentals got its first properties through our immediate network of Valencia property clients, all of whom who bought a property and wanted to rent it out, or were already doing tourist rentals or long-term rentals, but were currently empty or they were just sick of Airbnb and changeovers. Even before officially launching, we had inquiries for renting properties from people all over the world who were seeing our tease posts about the process of setting up the company. We now have a decent selection of properties, but, and here's the big thing, we need more. And we need more family properties, properties with terraces, properties with study areas and private houses, because the demand we are getting is huge compared to the number of properties we currently have. You can read more about our needs in the article, which, as usual, you can find in the show notes, remember. Go to the show notes for anything I mention in this episode and you'll have a link in order to read more about this. Our next blog was about why I might soon be doing Zoom calls with you from prison. And I think those of you who follow the podcast but don't necessarily read all of the blogs might want to know more about this. In these pages we've talked before about the, let's say, quirky nature of property owners in Valencia and Spain as a whole. But until today, we haven't had to talk about the threat to our next consultation call being from behind bars. So today, we're going to talk about an ultra-quirky owner and why you might want to have a Zoom call or WhatsApp conversation with me from Carabanchel. Carabanchel is Spain's equivalent of Alcatraz or Wormwood Scrubs or the salt mines of Siberia. And this week, our theme music is provided by the Smiths because all of the article subheadings were Smith songs. So Strange Ways Here We Come, which is the prison in Manchester. In order to work with our clients, the buyers, we sometimes have to work with these quirky owners. You can see some of our other articles about owners and what we put up with in the related posts within this article. Sometimes, though, quirky becomes absolutely hat-stand crazy, and that's what's happened recently. I've been reported to the police. On Thursday morning, we had a mail and a call from a woman, let's call her Amparo, because everyone in Valencia is called Amparo, and there's a small matter of fact that this was actually her name. She was interested in a property for sale in Olacao. As I was busy with meetings, I said I'd ring back later and get one of my colleagues to. Later, we replied, after consulting with the listing agent, that unfortunately the property was sold and we hadn't been informed. This often happens because in the swirl of things to do on selling a house, one of the things owners tend to forget is to inform all of the agents who have the property because it's very unusual that it's a single agent who's got the property. Anyway, She kept phoning me, and I was still with clients, so I couldn't answer. Eventually, I did, and the conversation went like this. 
What difference does it make? Hello, I'm interested in the house in all account. Okay, I believe my colleague has answered you by mail. Yeah, but that's my house. Okay, so you bought it. Congratulations. Why is it on your webpage? Uh, because the agent gave us the photos and didn't tell us it had been sold. It was never for sale. It's mine. How long ago did you buy it? That doesn't matter. I've just got back from the Guadalajara, the police station where I've reported you. And I'm bothered because we were given photos. Did you check it was available for sale? Of course. The agent who had the photos passed it on. It was never for sale. You have to check with the owner, not the agent. Um, that's not exactly how we work, and evidently it was for sale, because they wouldn't have been able to get photos otherwise. We, or rather, they, definitely didn't sneak into your house and take, you're going to prison. Really? What for exactly? You'll see. If you want, when I get in, I'll send you the details of the agent who sent us that. I don't care, you're in trouble. Look, if you keep interrupting me while I'll explain, I'll hang up, don't you dare, and then I assume, hello, 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 there's nobody there. Because I did hang up, of course. Big Mouth Strikes Again is the next heading, and it's so I phone my lawyer, of course. Just give him my number and don't talk to her anymore. Okay. I did that, and ten minutes later he called me. You might have to go and declare at the court in Lyria. Why exactly? Because she's a mad woman. Just block her number and mail, now she has mine. She doesn't even know your name. So I did. I now live a life of at least one amparo fewer. There is a light that never goes out. Another Smith song, of course. Now, things work slowly in Spain. Once, my girlfriend's bag was stolen in Oviedo at the bus station, and by the time the passport in it was found and returned, we lived in Valencia, had changed address and country a couple of times, had been married for ten years, meaning her surname was now different, and we had a kid and a mortgage. That was bloody good detective work, but on point being, it took a long time. I now await the inevitable knock on the door from the police. It may come next week, next month, next year, or long after I have shuffled off this mortal coil and joined the choir invisible. But it will come, and they will invite me to make a declaration at the court in Lyria. The judge will listen to me, sigh, and archive the case, because we haven't actually done anything wrong, despite all the threats. Please, please, please let me get what I want. This has been a stressful week all round as we help people to buy the property they want and to get the purchases over the line. Let's just look at a few of the issues that have come up this week. Firstly, the square meters not matching the real space available in an apartment. Mezzanine floor issues, we call that. A property being VPO, but just one year out from not being VPO. More on VPO later today, but VPO means Vivienda de Protección Oficial, which is an officially protected property, which is sort of like a council house. A buyer having signed the Thane mortgage documentation at a different notary, the one that the bank insisted on, rather than the one agreed on the sale document for the final sale, so that meant they had to go to another notary, or the original notary, and sign over documentation again. An owner not accepting a full price offer because they might want to found a co-living space in the apartment, perhaps, at some stage in the future, maybe and a buyer not making an offer until they know how much the reform might be, and then giving many different options to quote on for the reform company. So the quote is, let's say, taking time. So we could have had five agreed sales this week, along with the two where there are no issues and offers have been accepted. Or we could have none. All or nothing? Or something in the middle there? I'll take a punt on three of the issues being sorted, but it might be that we managed to sort them all out. 
The next article this month was all about the best of Valencia's suburbs and why the concept of the suburbs is very different here to what you may have in mind. You'll need to read the whole article to understand how Valencia's particular geography means that suburbia doesn't exist as you would imagine it in many areas. But we'll put just a little taster here in the podcast. Valencia's suburbia, or surroundings. Some areas of what would previously be known as the suburbs are really a part of the city now. These are areas that become subsumed into the city as it grew from previously being small villages just outside the city limits, such as Benimamet, Campanar, Benimaclet, and even Alboraya and Bukasot. There's no break from the city before arriving in these places now, so they are no longer the suburbs, they are essentially the city. Once you get past these areas, then you are in the burbs, to a greater or lesser extent. To the north, you have the towns along the old Barcelona roads, such as Tavernes, Almasera, Foyos, Meliana and Albalat. They don't really have the feel of suburbs, though. They feel like small towns and villages connected by a single road, and there's a good reason for this. They are. They maintain their identity because they lie in the protected huerta, where development is extremely limited, so they are not surrounded by housing estates of low-rise, single- or two-story houses with gardens and pools, as that type of development is not allowed. To the northwest, once through Bujasot, you find Godella and Rocafort, and then Moncada and Masarojos. The former two are more typically suburban, but it's because of the old Valencian money that moved here in the early part of the 20th century to build their large family homes, masias and palaces to get away from the city. Back in the day, it would have taken an hour and longer to get there in, in the jalopy or the horse-drawn carriage. Now it's a 10 to 15 minute drive or 20 to 30 minutes on the bus or metro, so they've become very popular for people wanting more space and more greenery, but to be not too far from the city. And then we have the CV35 corridor, also to the northwest, taking us past Paterna before an identifiable gap appears and we hit countryside, a technology park, and lots of leisure facilities including Valencia Football Club's training grounds, and then we filter into La Cañada, San Antonio, Betara, La Liana and Ribaroja. This area is suburbia 101 for Valencians. And to find out why, you'll have to look at the article and of course that's in the show notes. We finished our blogs for the month with a more niche blog based on a recent law change, meaning that VPO might well be a big VPNO. And what is VPO? As I said before, it's the Spanish equivalent of social or council housing, and previously you could buy one. No, not so much. But as relationship statuses on Facebook often confirm, it's complicated. But take a look at the post in the show notes. October has started, and we already have a new blog post up as you are listening to this podcast to pop on over to the new fast blog valenciaproperty.com backslash new and find out what it was about and it's super fast because we've made a change on the website so our work and the website we're working with clients every day and september has been super busy after the summer semi-hiatus however we also work on the business in the background constantly making things smoother and better for you as our potential client one of the big changes we've been working on and for about six months now was released to the world in mid-September without many people actually noticing. The blog had been slow to load as the site got bigger and it was a WordPress site and we needed a faster opening page time so that Google didn't penalise it and people didn't get bored waiting for pages to upload and click off and go away. The release of Valencia Property Blog 2.0 didn't go without a hitch and there are still things we are discovering that need working on. But most people didn't notice the change, which is exactly what we hoped for. Some people have commented about how quick the site is now compared with before, and others have asked whether we've changed hosts. We haven't. 
The big change is we're no longer powered by WordPress. The header loads quickly, and this means your posts and pages you want to see are there immediately. So when you do a search online and you find one of our pages, you don't have to wait a few seconds before it loads. We're still working on the search function within the site itself and making it even more useful. And the menus are changing too, so you can find the most useful pages quicker. But we're happy with the change. Not to say, Massive really relieved. Regarding clients, this has been a big month for visits, especially from our cousins across the pond in USA and Canada. We've been happy to get some sales over the line for people who've been visiting for North America, as we know it's a big commitment to make the long journey to buy in a foreign country. The way we work, using our exclusive realtor model, helps North American clients to take that step with confidence, and our reviews as a result, and our results, are excellent. Next, on to the market. Would I be wrong in thinking that there seem to be a few more properties on the market this month? I think there are. But then again, generally, September is a month where we often see more properties coming onto the market after the summer break. Why is this? There are a few reasons, but in an area like Valencia, there are some which are more pertinent. Some people have used their apartment by the beach or in the region for the summer and think, we've tidied it up, it's time to sell. Some people have a huge house which they left years ago and every summer they use it. This summer they might, have, might not have done as their kids are grown up now and the weekend family paellas are no longer a thing. Time to sell, therefore. Some people know that it's time for a modernization of an old property and they either don't have the funds or the will to do it, so it's time to sell. And some people just think it's a good time to sell as people are back working and therefore they may actually get some visits. Whereas in the summer, agents are away and they are away too. Making plans for visits is difficult. I could be wrong, of course. The numbers don't seem to have risen that much on the portals, but maybe we're starting to see a loosening of the supply. That would be a good thing as we still have lots of demand and the more properties we can offer the people with the demand, the better. And speaking of the market, we took a look at our sales this year so far and can give you some figures which may interest you. In terms of sales and nationalities this year to date, 40% of our completed sales have been to American clients, 22% are British and 8% to Belgian clients as they move up the table above the Dutch and the Hungarians. In terms of places, then of course the city itself, Valencia, occupies 60% of the sales, with La Pobla and Nacara on 6% each around the city, followed by Ribaroja, Laliana, Cuyera, Godella and Denia. They're all close behind. So we've got a good selection of places. With regards to prices, 16% of the sales have been for over 500,000, the golden visa level, and 34% have been under 200,000. So the other 50% have been in the mid-range levels of 200 to 500,000 K. The types of property are similar to last year, with 76% apartments and 24% villas and townhouses. Villas and townhouses slightly up from last year. The average price has gone up by 22% this year compared to last year. But that doesn't mean average prices as a whole have risen by 22%. It's our sales. It means we're getting more clients in our target markets in the higher price brackets as we become even more established, recognized, and we've got this excellent reputation. One of the things we've also looked into is where our clients come from on the internet or elsewhere. And our main source of clients is not surprisingly our own website at Valencia Property. And that's why making a change is a big thing. However, we don't know how they got to that page initially, whether it's organic search, social search, ads, referrals, or whatever. Our other sources though include this podcast. This gets us a lot of clients. 
personal referrals. Our clients give us a lot of clients because they know they're going to get a good service. Our Facebook page, where we do get clients, but we also get uh, clients from other Facebook pages. And then, of course, James Blick and his masterclass series for people moving to Spain has also been successful for us this year. There are other agencies we work with around the world who send us clients too. So we've got a good selection of places that people come from. I hope this gives you more of an idea of who is selling, who is buying, what they are buying, what people coming to Valencia want. And if you want to skew the figures by buying a few multi-million euro castles, then just let us know and we'll endeavour to find them for you. We'd love to skew the figures that way. If you want to buy 10 properties at 50,000 each, we don't want to skew the figures that way because that's a hell of a lot of work. And guess what? They don't exist. On the rental side, it's another story entirely. The rental market is the mental market in Valencia at the moment and around the rest of Europe, to tell the truth. Prices in Valencia have gone up by 26% in the last year on average meaning that it's more difficult to find a good deal, even when the owner will accept you as a tenant. We've written about it before, why it's difficult to get a long-term rental for clients from abroad, and it continues to be so. In fact, it's got even more difficult now. Remember, that's why we set up Stepping Stone Rentals, in order to help our clients get their initial foothold here. Three months, in order to find that long-term rental or the purchase. Reports are coming through all the time of agents not answering phones, mails, or WhatsApps, to foreign clients because they know the owners won't accept a tenant even when the tenant is willing to pay a whole year up front. Don't. Just don't. This morning we had a situation where the client had been refused in two properties where the agent had previously said that they would accept a foreign client and then got cold feet because they weren't able to insure them. As we said before, it isn't because of xenophobia in most cases. It is because of xenophobia in some cases. It's because of the fear of non-payment in the future and the lack of options for tenant insurance when the tenant is new to the country. And I say lack of options, I mean no options. If the owner can't insure you and they're worried about it, they won't allow you to take the property. At Valencia Property, we've been working with many clients this month on rentals and every single one of them has a place now. None of them have had to pay a year up front. They used our rental service to help, with, uh, to help them, which they paid for, of course, but judging by the complaints and arguments online, it's money well spent. Read about our rental service in the show notes. Equally, those of you who have opted for a stepping stone rental have also been able to move forward with confidence and now we are working with those clients on their long-term rental choices and potential purchases. Stepping stone rentals continues to be an excellent option for people wanting a safe, secure and assured rental when they arrive. You can see the website in the show notes. We've had so many inquiries in the last week from people looking for longer-term rentals too that we know that the demand for all types of rentals is off the scale. We have a new article about our rental services anyway, and it's on the blog, and we tell you all about what's happening there. And we have changed our pricing structure both for Valencia Property Rentals and for SSR. Take a look at the new article, which you can find in the show notes to see more. And as usual, we finish off with our recommendations. Recommendations for this month are the article of the week is the latest one about the rental service and more, and you can find that in the show notes. Our video of the month is how one about how to make a cremette from our friends at 491 Days. Now, a cremette is a coffee that Valencians traditionally have during the mid-morning almuerzo, which is the big mid-morning meal because they don't really do breakfast and that. And this video shows you how you should make it traditionally in one of the bars. It's really good. Um, on the YouTube channel for uh, 491 Days, they have loads of good videos about Valencia. Take a look. 
And our property of the month is one in Cabanyal, Valencia's new Bohemia, of course. And it's this totally modernized property in the Cabanyal for 260,000. It's amazing. Take a look at the images. And if you're interested in the Cabanyal, this is the one you should get. Remember to look through the show notes and click through to get more information that we've talked about. And we'll be back next month. Have a great month and we hope to see you soon.